All right, Kelly, thank you very much. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our program, the uh, Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Really proud to have you with us this morning. Hope you'll be with us for the next whole hour. It is, well, not a whole hour. It's most of an hour, the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. You can call us right now if you'd like to do that. I uh, will get my call screen working here in a minute. It's always something. I think Roseanne, Rosanna Dana had that motto, and I think I'm going to live by it for a while, apparently. Uh, so I don't have a call screen. It says uh, Safari can't find the server. Finds all the other websites I want to go to, but not that one. 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. Jared Taylor is running the boards and answering the phones and uh, doing all the stuff it takes to be uh, a, a radio uh, uh, board operator and producer and screener and and a guy who keeps the talk show host from going nuts, or at least he tries to, that's Jared's job. And then my job is to try to stay coherent and not mumble too much and uh, to answer your garden questions. I hope you will call. Call now, 888-256-1080. I don't know how the weather is at your place. I've been uh, really actively involved in another project this morning. Um, let's see. This does not air uh, where... Um, uh, where this is going on. My wife is running for re-election to a political office, and I've been helping her this morning with that. Husbands get involved, you know? <sighs> that was until 1.30 this morning and back up early this morning. Um, and uh, so I was working on that until too close to game time here. But anyway, the uh, situation is, there it is, it came up. Wasn't doing anything. I'm just sitting here talking about it, and it all of a sudden it came up. So I'll, I'll be able to tell if you've called, and you haven't called yet. 888-256-1080. We broadcast to about 30 stations, from Amarillo to Corpus Christi. There is a, a diverse uh, set of uh, weather conditions this time of year, from Alpine to Crockett and uh, other points of East Texas. That's another diverse set of weather conditions, and then a lot of towns in between. Uh, College Station, Bryan, that's my hometown where I grew up. Uh, it's changed a little since I was there, just a little, about 6,000 people to, what is it, 125 or 30,000 now? It's just a little. I still get around because the highways haven't changed, but oh my goodness, you could set me down in a lot of neighborhoods and I wouldn't have a hard time finding my way out. So anyway, uh, but I'd like to help you if you have a gardening question. I, I do urban horticulture. Uh, that meaning around the house, uh, not so much uh, pastures and, and farmlands. Uh, so if it's about a flower or vegetable garden or uh, fruit or lawns or trees, shrubs, vines, all of that, I'm here to help. If I don't know an answer, I'll tell you right away. And there are plenty of answers I don't know, uh, but I'll try to find out for you. And, and if it's going to take me longer than I, I need uh, have here in the program, I'll figure a way to get the answer to you. So that's uh, that's our goal. One more time. We'll take a break, and then we'll go back to the phones or go to the phones. The phone number, it's toll-free anywhere you can hear me. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. 888-256-1080. I'll uh, tell you about my book uh, quickly, and then we'll... we'll let the program underway. My book is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. And when I did my book, 
I made a very serious and conscious decision that I would not work through a publishing house. I had done that on four other occasions and it just wasn't fun. The first thing you do is they have you come in, you sign a deal and you meet two or three people and that, that part's pretty easy. Wasn't worried about that at all. But the next thing you do is you meet a bunch of committees, the marketing committee, the editorial committee, and the other things. You meet your editor, and he or she says, yeah, I'm not much into gardening, but I, I'm looking forward to helping you with your book. And I'm thinking, you don't understand gardening, and it's going to be hard for you to edit. And uh, so I wanted to have Carolyn Skye as my editor and Cindy Smith as my graphic designer. They are the best in each of those respective sciences that I've ever worked with. I'd worked with them on many projects before. The three of us built this book. 840 of my photographs Cindy got to work with. Eey, she must have just shuddered every time her email came in. Uh, we live eight or ten miles apart, but it made it so easy to, to do this book. And then Carolyn, Carolyn, bless her heart, she works with my words and she she... She can change things without you realizing this has been changed. Carolyn, you've been at work here and makes it so readable, so easy to understand. But yet it has these comprehensive lists to help you make the right selections. Trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit and vegetables, and then basics of uh, gardening in Texas. And that 48-page calendar of when to do everything in your landscape and garden. It's a hardback. It's high quality paper and it was printed in Texas and it's not in stores and not on Amazon. It's in my garage. Got another shipment yesterday and I'm ready to sign. I am all tanned and ready. <laughs> so if you'd like to order, it's on sale for a short time at $36.95. Get your copy. I'll sign it. Get it in the mail early next week within about three days. Now, it's better, especially this week, this weekend, to order it from my website, which is neilsperry.com. Our office is closed on Monday. Uh, Gretchen is taking a day off to be with a friend. Uh, it's uh, the friend's birthday. And so uh, the office is closed on Monday. So the better way is to order it at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Satisfaction guaranteed. You'll get a signed copy also or a full refund. So do it at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. If you just don't order online, you can still order Tuesday and thereafter by calling 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. Now let me turn the uh, table just a little bit and let's talk about Mueller. Mueller for value. At Mueller, they believe in value. Their Value Plus buildings are pre-engineered, and they feature an easy-to-assemble, bolt-together design. This is as easy as it sounds. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail-resistant, and they come back with 30-year limited paint warranty. But true value never stops at just a quality product at a reasonable price. That true value shows in the service you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. Mueller understands that buying steel building or a metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision. Mueller provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. You get more for your money. You get more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. 
Mueller means value. Call them, 877-2-MUELLER, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. That's 877-268-3553, or you can visit them online at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com for Mueller. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly Robinson, very, very much. And we go to our first call for this day. Uh, we have two lines open, by the way. We have two down and two to go as we try to fill all four at the same time. It's like having uh, four plates spinning at the same time. Can't spin one. 888-256-1080. We go to John in Hartley. John, this is Neil. Good morning. Where is Hartley? Tell everybody, please. Good morning. Hartley uh, is about 70 miles northwest of Amarillo, Texas. We are the next. Wow. The third third town in the corner of the panhandle of Texas before you get to New Mexico. I love it. I think you may have a record for me on my phone calls. Thank you, sir. How can I help? Well, we're from the country of blizzards, dirt storms, and little rain. I love, well, I don't love that, but that's a, a great description. Yes, sir. Well, let me, let so me give you a quick, you? a quick story. Uh, <clears throat> I live on a ranch. I'm a rancher. I, uh, in 1974, uh, I built, my wife and I, we got married in 70. In 74, we started landscaping our property around our home. Uh, I have planted over 400 uh, Austrian pines, Scotch pines, Ponderosa pines, and a few Japanese pines in between. Some of them are in windbreak rows. Some of them are just hopscotch uh, on about 20 acres that I declare is my homestead on my ranch. And uh, my family's on the ranch for 83 years. So been there a while. And I planted those trees. The first six came from Sears in 1974, and they're about a foot tall. And now they're just a beautiful tree. Uh, those six are probably uh, getting close to about 45 feet tall. All the rest of them, uh, I planted year, every year. I planted trees uh, up, uh, still planting trees. But uh, a year ago, I got something going on in the trees oh and i put a, I have a water system on the trees also they get adequate water i have an uh, underground irrigation system and an above ground sprinkler system so I, I really take good care of them i love them but about a year ago i started seeing something going on in the trees and we started spraying and uh, that's a lot of trees to spray we did that twice during that year Year before last and last uh, last year, we quit. It got so expensive; they are all so big. The smallest ones now are probably twenty feet tall. But I've got this disease, a fungus. I've had several uh, agronomists look at it, uh, tree spraying uh, supposedly experts, and the tree just it starts. The needles start turning gray, and there's no hope. They just die, and they're just hopscotch in the rows or there's no pattern of how how they why they die it seems like the scotch pines are affected more than anything 
The other thing I have is I have a few woodpeckers, and we're in the corn country, so we have corn borers. So, why are my tree? What can I do for my trees? Yeah, the corn borers won't bother them, but the and the woodpeckers shouldn't. Uh, they'll they'll riddle them, but I, that shouldn't be doing the damage unless they're just nuts in one particular spot. Um, so I have several questions and I'm going to have Jared give you contact information for me. I'm, I'm going to redouble my, you really have my curiosity up because of where you are, how hard you've worked. I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy. I, I, I know Amarillo isn't easy for gardening and as much effort and as long as you've been doing this, I'm going to give you every ounce of energy I, I have to find an answer for you. Have you had these uh, trees in any way diagnosed through a, a lab at, uh, either at uh, New Mexico State or Texas A&M, or my suggestion is going to be Colorado State? Have you had them uh, cultured at all to find out what disease might be involved? No, I have not. I've just I've just used a couple of local tree spraying guys and, and they kind of throw things on the wall and see what sticks and and uh, I haven't really I had an agronomist horticulturist from Texas Tech come out about uh, 10 years ago I uh, transplanted a uh, oh can't think of the name of the tree now uh, I got it in Colorado just off of the side of the road which I know you're not supposed to do that, but it, I got it in a coffee can because it's just going to get run over by a snowplow probably. It's about six inches tall. And uh, so I had a horticulture come up. They said that tree would never make it. And he told me, from he said it probably will never make it. Now, uh, that tree, it's it's a uh, probably 40 feet tall, and I've transplanted it in 1984. It's the only species of that tree that I, that I have. And, uh, and I've moved about 70 of these trees uh, in 2000. Uh, I gave each one of my children, uh, they live on the ranch, and they were building houses, son and a daughter. And I transplanted 35 trees to one house and 35 trees to another house. And n none of their tree we did it with a tree spade. And it took a big one. We had a, a a guy from Lubbock, Texas, come with a 90-inch tree spade, and he he moved those 35 or 70 trees in about three days. And they had an instant forest around their new houses when we did that. None of and they're they're within a quarter mile of my house. Those two houses, they don't have this problem that I have. All right. Um, let me get back in place here now because we had some kind of technical difficulty. Hang on just a moment. Let me get it all reestablished. Okay. Poor uh, John, you there? I am here. All right. John, I lost connection somehow. And uh, just when I was bragging that we had everything all set up, I lost the connection. And as a result, 
you there's a lot that you told me that I missed that all of our listeners heard. Uh, I heard you talking about a tree spade and moving a lot of trees. What I'm going to ask of you is that you reach out to me Tuesday. My office is closed on Monday. If you'll reach out to to uh, Gretchen at my office the way that uh, that Jared is going to tell you, uh, I will do my very best because of all the time and effort that you have spent on your trees uh, to help you, and I'll make direct contact with you. And I won't put the audience into listening to everything you said a second time just because my phone line disconnected. It, it, I don't know where the problem happened, but I'll I'll get my best help. Tell me one thing in the meanwhile. Have you had the, these? Uh, have you had samples of your trees uh, cultured at any plant disease lab, either Texas A and M or New Mexico State or Colorado State? No, I haven't. I've just had uh, some. A local agronomist that's a crop agronomist, actually, that <clears throat> takes care of some of our farms. I've just had him look at it. And he's right. not really a tree expert, but he says... No, and, and uh, it's a different art and science. Yes. He suggested... <clears throat> he said, yeah, it's a, a, a different... Go ahead. A fun, fungus. Treat it with a fungicide. I did that. Uh, <clears throat> that didn't seem to help at all. It didn't stop it. <clears throat> I've lost... Uh, seven trees now and i'm really i'm getting concerned well let me when you use, me when you lose a 45 foot austrian pine you get concerned no i understand completely let me try to help you uh what i need to do is have a few more details and uh, i'll do that i probably if if you don't mind when you respond to grin if you will email her uh, and he will give you her email uh, please put the contact information and time that would be best. We'll not be able to reach you in the evenings. Uh, this week, I have meetings every evening, but I will reach you. I will reach out to you, and I'll get the information I need, and then we can proceed from there. Uh, there are diseases, uh, especially in Colorado, in the uh, in the mountains. These uh, Most of these are mountainous trees. What's your elevation? We are just at uh, about 30 feet less than 4,000. All right, that helps. Um, put anything like that that you can in uh, uh, in the note that uh, you send to her, um, as well as a phone number, and I'll I'll reach back to you. I'll I'll do How my best. How about some pictures? Would I that really be helpful? Have my curiosity. Up. It would. It surely would. I'll give it my all, man. I promise you. I, this is this is uh, a part of Texas that I, I am not as familiar with. Couldn't get much farther away in Texas. And because I went to school in Fort Collins for a year in graduate school, I have I got engaged and then went back to Ohio State. So don't hold all of that against me. But <laughs> but I'll. Well, my I'll veterinarian my went to Colorado State. Third. So you understand. You understand. I yes, will. I do my I, very best. So let me. I listen let, to you let me get uh, every Saturday morning. Okay, Thank thanks you. a lot. Well, I'll try to make it worthwhile. I'll I'll make it worthwhile for you. Thank you, sir. Laura, I know you will. Give up on me. I think we got the thing. Okay. I, I think we have the program back uh, put together here. Oh, when you lose your uh, call line, you don't have much in the talk show. All right. Now, let me hang up that phone call. There we go. I forgot my own phone was on. I was trying to reach out to, to Jared Taylor to say SOS here. Let me tell you about Fertilum, then we'll come back and go to Laura in Brenham. Phone number to call me if you really want to get 
involved in this. I hope will. 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. Fertilome, if you miss getting high-yield turf and ornamental weed and grass stopper pre-emergent down, well, you're late. You uh, may have some weeds popping up in your yard. Still cold in, uh, in Hartley and uh, damp in some parts of Texas. Weed killers uh, will have some effect, but not the effect you want. But Fertilome Weed-Free Zone is one of the weed killers you can use uh, this time of the year. It uses a cool-weather herbicide that's effective down to 40 degrees, but it's still worked to 85 degrees. So that really hits a wide band. Fertilome Weed-Free weed Zone safely controls more than 80 broad-leafed weeds, dandelions, henbit, chickweed, and so many more. You'll see rapid and effective broadleafed weed control with visible results within 40, uh, 24 hours. And soon your lawn will be a weed-free zone, hence the name, obviously, no matter where you live, out in Alpine and way up north in Hartley, down to Browns, Corpus Christi, or Victoria, east over to Longview or Crockett, or north to the Panhandle. There you go. You can find quality fertilome and high-yield products at your local, independently-owned feed stores and nurseries. You need to ask for Fertilome Weed-Free Zone. Fertilome.com. I'll have more after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. We have a couple of lines open. In fact, let me just give them to you again. Give it to you, the number, 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. 888-256-1080. Laura is in Brenham. Laura, this is Neil. Thanks for waiting. How can I help you this morning? Thank you, sir. I have crepe myrtles, and they have died, the big part of them, but now they're coming up from the bottom. Would it be best just to start all over or let these little sprouts come up and what will they do? Uh, absolutely uh, uh, use those. One of the things that we, I'm, I'm very involved with crepe myrtles as a founding member of the Crepe Myrtle Trails of McKinney. We have planted about 40,000 crepe myrtles in, in my hometown of McKinney. And uh, when we're out in our city and somebody moves into a house where a previous owner has topped the crepe myrtles, which is just a horrible thing to do to crepe myrtles. Uh, if they ask, we don't just go up and knock on the door and suggest they do this, but if they ask, we recommend that they cut them completely to the ground. Uh, this is healthy ones. This is not ones that have frozen or died back. Um, cut them completely to the ground and retrain the sprouts that come up. In fact, you can see a, uh, an example of a crepe myrtle that is in Lubbock. A lady sent me the photos said, I thought you'd like to see these. Followed your guidelines. Here's how lovely they can be in three years. And she has a beautiful towering crepe myrtle in her front yard that she had trained year by year by year. Um, what you do the first year, Laura, is you, you cut them to the ground now as it's starting to grow. Actually, it would have been better maybe a couple months ago, but you can still do it. And during this growing season, you will get two dozen sprouts that will come up. Uh, you're getting those already. Uh, let them come. Get the, get the old dead stems out of the way, all the way to the ground. You may lose some of those new shoots. Uh, try to try to lose as few as possible because the ones that are up close to the dead stems are the straightest of the new sprouts uh, let them all grow until august or september it'll look like a shaving brush of 
of uh, stems, just dozens of them. And then at that point, you select maybe nine of them. I'm just picking a number, nine or ten of them, and, and leave those for the winter. They are very brittle. They will snap out easily. If a big dog runs through those, some of them will break off. Next spring, maybe in April or May, you can cut off all but five or seven. Let's say that your target is to have three trunks. You cut off all but five or seven, and you, you choose the ones that are most vertical. They're vigorous, about the same size, and, and the most vertical ones, and you leave and you remove all the rest of them they're down to the ground getting a lot of wind noise in, in your phone um, and then by next fall this would be fall of 2024 then you remove all but the final three that you want to leave by then they'll okay. be broomstick size and you're on your way it, a lot of how fast this happens depends on the variety that you have if you have a a standard upright variety it would happen the way i described it if it's a an intermediate not quite as tall then it wouldn't uh, proceed quite as fast but but that's the gist of it and it's all illustrated uh, on our website I, I did all the writing on the website crepe myrtle trails.org c-r-a-p-e crepe myrtle trails.org well thank you very much i definitely will go online and look that up it's amazing how quickly you can get a beautiful crepe myrtle from one that either froze to the ground or got run over or somebody butchered or something. So appreciate your call. And most of all, I appreciate your patience and waiting while I was juggling the phone lines here. So have a great day. Thanks for the call. You too. Thank See you. Bye-bye. You bet you. Bye-bye. She lives in one of the beautiful cities and, and parts of Texas. Washington County, Texas is just beautiful. So, we have open lines, folks. Need some calls. If you'd like to call, I'd love to hear from you. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. 888-256-1080. Let me tell you once again about my book and invite you to uh, uh, call to, to get a copy, your copy. If you're trying to re-landscape this spring and you say, I don't know what plants to choose, or I sure don't want to make the mistake I made last time of buying Indian hawthorns and red-tipped photinias. Well, all you have to do is make a mistake of buying one or two of those, and you've, you've paid more than the cost of this book. The book is $36.95 while I have it on sale. And I just decided to put it on sale because so many people are, are kind of having to watch their budgets this year a lot. And I know I can use the cash flow. I'm no different than anybody else. This is not the easiest of years. Lone Star Gardening has 344 pages. This is not a tiny little uh, handbook that you stick in your back pocket. Not, not even close. Uh, pull your pants down. This is a book that really will give you all the answers to your gardening questions, I believe. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Please don't confuse it with the old cowboy book that I did in 1982 and redid in 1991. This one is so much more up-to-date and uh, so much more thorough. That's what you can do when you self-publish a book. You can put everything in that they made you take out when you work through publishing houses. It's a hardback, 344 pages, 840 photos, as I mentioned, 11 chapters cover the basics of gardening in Texas. That's chapter one. Chapter two is a calendar of when to do everything in your landscape and garden. 
four pages per month telling you what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed in that month in your landscape and garden for every county in Texas. And then chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, and fruit and vegetables in great comprehensive about warm up out detail. Satisfaction is completely guaranteed or you get a full refund. There will be a day that I'll get a request for a refund, but I've never had one so far. 78,000 copies sold and no one has asked for a refund. Now, again, as I mentioned, the book is only $36.95. While I have it on sale, you'll get a signed copy and I'll get it to you very quickly. It is not in store and not on Amazon. There are two ways you can buy it. One way is to order it from my website. The other is to call my office. Normally, I say Monday through Friday. This week, I have to say Tuesday through Friday because we're closed on Monday. Gretchen is taking a day off to, to uh, help celebrate a friend's birthday out of town. So it's Tuesday through Friday if you want to call 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way, which you can do right now, is at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you. Let's do that. Um, the phone line is available. Have a caller, but... Always could use another caller or two, 888-256-1080. Texas Lawn and Garden Hour, 888-256-1080. Everybody is out gardening. This is so nice right now, at least in big parts of Texas I'm looking at. Let's go to Jeff in Roundtop. What a lovely little village that is. Jeff, this is Neil. Good morning. Yes, sir. How are you today? Hello. I'm well. Thank you, sir. I've got another crepe myrtle question. I think we purchased the wrong. We I think we purchased the wrong type of crepe myrtle. Right now, at 18 inches above the ground, it's probably 14 inches in diameter, and that's okay except for the. <laughs> sir, I, I was chuckling. That's big. Yes, sir. Uh, and that's okay, except for the fact that I think it's too close to the slab of the house. Will a tree that size Ooh. damage my slab? It could. It depends a lot on the uh, on the proximity, and it also depends on the quality of the slab. I'm hoping you're going to say it's five or six feet out and not eight or ten inches out. What, what would the answer no, be? No, but... It's at the very corner of one of the corners of the house, and it is probably maybe five feet from the corner. And I was just concerned. And then also the pruning of it. Um, I'm just concerned about the slab. The pruning, why? Well, no, I think uh, the slab will be all right. They, they have large roots, but they don't get that big. I think you'll be all right. The roots don't get that large. Now, with it being uh, probably at least 15 feet tall, how do I properly trim it while keeping it away from rubbing on the 
on the uh, roof or the side of the house? Well, and that's a good question, Jeff. The The challenge that you have with, uh, with crepe myrtles is anytime you leave a stub, uh, when you when you remove a, a branch, anytime you leave a stub, you get eight branches back, and or yes. just pick a, a number greater than greater than five, and that is where you get the unsightly look. So it's better when you remove a branch to to cut it flush with the 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 trunk or with the branch that's left behind, so that it yes. won't send out all those shoots. If it does send out some shoots, you can take your hand with a glove on and just brush them off so that they don't develop. That's what I would do. It may result in a flat-sided crepe myrtle on that side, but at least you don't have to go out there and keep trimming off these weird uh, antlers that, that come out. Um, that's the that's the answer. Now, when somebody has a, a two-story house and they have a big eave that's out over the crepe myrtle, and they say, "Well, it's going to hit the eaves," and this this answer may sound a little bit snippy, and I promise you, it's not intended to. Uh, but when that happens, and they say, "Well, it's a it's a 16-foot eave up over the second by the second floor," and the thing keeps growing into it, at that point, I say, "Well, either." Uh, move it or remove it because it's always going to have that genetic potential grow right back to that and topping it or cutting it back isn't going to accomplish anything because it will go back where it was intended back by by its genetic makeup and so you either move it to out into the yard somewhere where it has ad, uh, ample room adequate room or you take it out and discard it and as much as I love crepe myrtles, I'm okay with that other than butchering a crepe myrtle because you're not accomplishing anything to top it all the time. In your case, if you're five feet out, I'll bet you can take branches off that one side and just cut them flush with the remaining trunk or with another branch and do it selectively. You may be able to accomplish it that way. Hope you can. Yes, sir. I was just, my main concern was uh, the slab. Uh, I've seen too many problems that other. Yeah, that other trees will cause, but I I don't recall seeing crepe myrtles have have roots that are uh, the size of a wrist or something. And and you're far enough out that even if it had a, a root that big, it wouldn't be that big by the time it got five feet away from the trunk. I think you're okay there. You could go in and and dig a trench and periodic right up close to the foundation and periodically and even put a root barrier in so it can't send roots under the foundation. That might be what you'd want to do. At least it'd let you sleep at night and not worry about it. Put a corrugated fiberglass in straight down from the foundation, uh, something of that sort. But I don't think it's going to be a problem. Crepe myrtles uh, roots are not the problem. It's when they rub into the eaves and just that sort of thing and they they can look kind of odd when they're too close but but roots are not the problem okay well that puts my mind at ease i think it should be i hope you have wonderful yes sir thank you love you love your town love and i gave a good i gave yes sir and i have i gave my wife a copy of your book for christmas Oh, super. That's great. And the one picture, the one photograph in my book that I did not take, Carolyn Skye, my editor, took, and it's in Round Top. It's at the, uh, in the herb garden. She took it many years ago when she was visiting down there. That uh, was Madeline Hill's uh, 
herb garden and and, uh, uh, and just a lovely little city. So have a good day. Better get a break thank here. You. So thank you, sir. All right. You bet. Let me tell you about uh, uh, Neil Sperry's eGardens, my free electronic newsletter that comes from my computer directly to your email. It happens on Thursdays, a little after 6 p.m. I do a lot of the writing for eGardens, like almost all of it. We have three guest writers who do one story a month, and I write the other 20-some stories a month. So uh, love to have you take a look at it, sign up for it. You can see what it looks like by going to my website, neilsperry.com, and then click on the eGardens tab. You'll always have a featured plant of the week, something that's very important at that time. You'll also always have the uh, gardening this weekend where I outline the most important things you need to do that weekend. And you'll all, always have the Q&A section where we uh, where I answer uh, questions that people have sent in in the preceding three or four days. Neil Sperry's eGardens. Take a look at it. It's free and always will be. I'll never give or sell your email address to anybody, nor will I spam you. So uh, I'd, I'd recommend you join the 80,000 other gardeners in the Lone Star State and sign up for Neil Sperry's eGardens. Go to N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com, same place you go to buy my book, but click on the eGardens tab. Let me tell you right now about Mueller once again. Mueller means more. When people think about Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings, they think about durable metal roofing, but you need to think about so much more. It means you'll have a good uh, product, a really great product, manufactured by Mueller including in-house engineers to help design the building of your dreams. It means you will have a company in business for more than 90 years standing behind your warranty. That means a lot more. It also means you'll get tons of added value like roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge designing and manufacturing new products, such as their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. To find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. Or stop by one of their 33 locations. Mueller means more. MuellerInc.com. And I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. Folks, I enjoy very much being with you at this time every Saturday, a little after 11 until just a little before uh, noon. And I do a couple of other uh, uh, gardening uh, talk shows, and you're welcome to call those also. There are toll-free numbers associated with those. You can find them on my website, neilsperry.com, Neil on the radio. One will be this afternoon from 1 to 3 and tomorrow morning from 8 until 10. So feel free to call me on those. And uh, as far as things that you need to be doing right now in your landscape and lawn and garden, it's, it's time in South Texas to be fertilizing your lawn. And that's with a high nitrogen or probably an all nitrogen fertilizer. And that would be the southern half of the state. A little bit early in North Texas. Not much. You're pretty close to the uh, right time. I'd say this weekend or next weekend, either one, with a fertilizer that has all of its nitrogen, uh, not all, has uh, 30 or 40% of its nitrogen in slow release form and the balance then in quick release so that you get some green up. Uh, certainly in South Texas, you could do that. Now, I'm not a big advocate of weed and feed fertilizers. 
Um, I, I just don't like that on, on principle, but I think you can use weed killers. I think you can certainly use fertilizers, just do them in two separate passes. Uh, anyway, we can talk about that more. I hope you uh, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Happy gardening.